You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to part two of October Rama 2020 edition. Part two. Ducks. Part ducks. Part douche. <laughs> that's, uh, that's you. You're part douche. <laughs> I, I'm the douche. Does that make me crazy, Ira? <laughs> I'm the douche. Welcome to Douche Nation. <laughs> uh, yes, this is part two of Octoberama, our salute to Halloween, I guess, or October, whatever. Every week in October, we celebrate a different uh, genre of film, uh, horror film, I should say, um, and uh, all leading up to our big, well, it's not a big Halloween special. We, I not don't even know this what, year. It's a mini so It's just like yeah. a regular episode. And we always call it a special, too. It's just like, it's not really a special because it's not it's, really much different than any of the other themed episodes we do. Yeah, it's like, oh, we do two Halloween-themed episodes. We also, I mean, uh, movies. We also do that randomly throughout the year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So if you're a new new uh, listener, you didn't listen to last week uh, or any of the previous years. Octoberama, we do a new episode every week. Um, with uh, we do two films with uh, a, a similar theme. And uh, this week we are doing Week of the Zombie. Right, Taylor? Right. And guess what else, what? guys? Tell me. Approximately seven years ago, Taylor and I put out our first episode. I, I got to admit, I did not think this was going to happen. Seven years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I never imagined that we would ever be able to continue this for seven years. Did like. We... How long did our band last? Two years, maybe. If that. And that was doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, w- with us in it, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> they went on after that. And that was like us hardly doing anything. Yeah. This is every other week. We've been fairly consistent. Yeah. I mean, they're, aside from like, uh, uh, I think maybe a couple times when we took time off, um, we yeah we've been pretty consistent. Uh, you know we've had episodes that were like a day late, yeah, or, or you know two days late or whatever, um, or episodes where one of us wasn't here. Um, but we've been cons- more or less consistently putting out a brand new episode every other week for seven years. Wild. I'd like to tally up the length of all of our episodes and just see. <laughs> How much of our lives we've spent on this show. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's um, it's been a hell of a ride, you know? 
we're not like, uh, you know, celebrities or anything, but I definitely never saw this show taking us to the places that it has. Um, you know, we've, uh, uh, you know, we've got a, a not a, sig- a super significant one, but we do have like kind of an internet presence. Um, we are f- fairly well known in the community. Um, you know, we've had a lot of prominent, prominent things happen to us, uh, at, you know, local convention. Um, and, um, you know, and then of course starting the film festival, that was a, a big leap for us. So the, the show that we started, and I think I tell this story every year, <laughs> we started this show in Taylor's apartment recording on my shitty little laptop. We attempted to record it using a rock band microphone. That didn't go well, so we used our the onboard microphone in my laptop for what the first like three episodes. Yeah, I think so. Before we finally got like a, do we 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 tried using two snowballs at first, and that wasn't working. Yeah, because they were just picking up each other. So we just ended up downgrading to one. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a hell of a ride. Um, and yeah, we don't like we've we've said this more times than I can count. It's like, we don't really do it for the notoriety. We just do it for something to have fun, you know, as friends, something that we can do consistently. Um, just that isn't, you know, domestic life or work or, you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, we always, we've always said that if this at any point turned into like serious work where we just didn't, didn't want to do it, then we wouldn't. We haven't gotten somehow it hasn't. <laughs> um, there have definitely been times when I've been like, I don't really want to record today. Oh yeah, but it's never been like to the point where I'm just like, I feel obligated that I have to do this every other week. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, and you know, you know, recording and like especially when I have to edit the episodes, there are definitely times where I'm just like, I don't want to do that. But um, I never have any less enjoyment out of doing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get to sit and talk shit about movies or uh, talk shit about horror movies with my best friend for a couple hours. That's what more could somebody want? Um, anyway, so uh, happy anniversary, Pickle. Thanks, Bab. Um, Okay, so like I said, this is Week of the Zombie, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, the 2019 film Blood Quantum and the 2018 film The Night Eats the World. So no spoilers today. No spoilers, yeah. we Our, our five-year um, moratorium is still in place with this, or with both of these movies, so um, hopefully... <laughs> That'll result in a shorter, well, it's already going to be a shorter episode than last week, but um, it's not going to take up as much time as last week. Um, anyway, so before we get into things, I uh, do want to thank our grave diggers over on Patreon. These lovely, lovely folks uh, help support our show financially. Um, we don't have an expensive show. We try to keep it that way, but it does cost money, um, you know hosting fees and, and, and whatnot. Um, and doing Patreon helps us avoid sponsors. I've had people ask us why we don't do sponsors, and it's because we don't want other people telling us what to do. Yeah. And we, we 
we we do our own thing. We do it at our own speed. We're not beholden to anybody. You know, it's like we have we like having listeners. <laughs> of course. I mean that that's part of the reason we do this um is for our listeners, but we're not beholden to them. And we're similar, we're not beholden to somebody else, you know, holding the purse strings, you know, but we do love our, our grave diggers. Um, and we don't need fucking Snapple being like, you better not swear because we're a family company. And we'll be like, fuck you. And we'll be like, fuck Snapple. <laughs> More uh, like made from the worst stuff on earth. <laughs> <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> I just burn Snapples. They never heard that before. <laughs> right now, somebody at Snapple is listening to us being like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell did we do? Do we even know these guys? <laughs> anyway, so our grave diggers over on Patreon, uh, they are Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, and or Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda. You almost forgot him. I almost forgot Kevin. Probably because he's almost never here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got to double check. But no, we do love these guys, and we appreciate every every red cent you give to us, and it uh, does go a long way to helping us keep things running. Uh, Taylor, if anybody else wants to join the party, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Perks start at as little as $1, including, I mean, Tony said we're not beholden to anyone, but we do like to... Uh, give the option every once in a while to our grave diggers to do things like pick the episode movies. So next week is actually going to be week of the blank. <laughs> uh, that's going to be the Patreon picks. They they will get to pick the theme of the episode. So we will see. We like we don't even know what we're watching for next week yet. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. We're 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 close to having to watch them, and we still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, as soon as we know, and I, do we have a firm cutoff? No. We got a soft cutoff. <laughs> Super soft cutoff. <laughs> well, as soon as we decide. I would say like maybe Wednesday. That gives us two days to watch them. Sure. That works. Um, so get your selection. So that would be the guy. day this comes out. <laughs> right. So if you're listening to this, it's already too late. <laughs> or I guess maybe no, like if, if you're listening to this, you've got like 12 hours. Sure. Yeah. So go over to Patreon, sign up, make your bullshit fucking pick when you're like, oh, a week of the something you've already done. <laughs> maybe we should like provide a list of stuff that we've already done. Um, like on a website of some sort where it shows like. We do have that list. We, we could just make it public. <laughs> oh, all of our ratings? No, we have like a Google Doc of the things we've already done. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we could. Um, it seems like every year somebody's like, what about this? I'm like, we did that. <laughs> and, you know, it'll probably come to, depending on how, depending on how long, how much longer we do this show. Uh, I'm not saying there's a, 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 a time that we're planning to end the show but at some point we may circle back and start doing things again yeah um or we'll just get really weird with it <laughs> super uh um like ones where there's only two movies like in existence that have that theme <laughs> not like we're pretty sure we've done that before <laughs> <laughs> i 
Not on purpose necessarily. We did. I mean, it wasn't Octoberama, but we did airplane horror. Right. <laughs> and I think there's maybe like one more out there that we didn't do. <clears throat> um. Anyway, Patreon. Go sign up. Do it. Join us. Uh, also, the Grave Plot Film Festival is currently accepting uh, submissions. True. Uh, we will be accepting submissions until, uh, well, I mean, the f- our, our super soft cutoff <laughs> is October 31st, Halloween. Uh, that's where uh, you can, our entry fee is $5. And then- That shit doubles in November. Yeah, $10 from November 1st to November 30th. I know, it's outrageous. It's unheard of. I don't know how other film festivals get away with it. Uh, just like just so you're in on the joke, a lot of film festivals charge more than we do. Like a lot more, <laughs> so much more. Um, and you know, a lot of film festivals have, uh, um, you know, regulations. It's like, oh, only films that have been produced in the last year or something. We don't necessarily have that. Not uh, this year, especially. Yeah, I mean, if you're a filmmaker out there listening to this show right now, and you've made a movie you know, or a short film. Uh, 15 minutes or less. Unless you're Lisa Ovius. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to watch your stuff, Lisa. Uh, no, if you've made a short film... Stop last... asking us to watch Puppet Killer. Fuck. <laughs> in the last... What do you say? Five years-ish? Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, that's probably that's probably long. I just... We know that... Especially small-time filmmakers are not doing stuff right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, yeah. It, I mean, if you've got something sitting on your hard drive, send it over. Yeah, it's five bucks. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, even if you've already done your festival run and you, you want to get one more in there, go for it. We we are open to it. We're kind of the start of the festival run, though, since we're in February. Well, I'm talking about ones that have in, in years past. No, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, we are kind of the openers for. Our typical, at least at least horror film. I was talking festivals. to Steve from Bone Bat earlier today, mm. and I was telling him, you know, we're planning for next year. And he was like, "Fuck you guys! You guys got it this year." <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we snuck in right at the wire there. Yeah, just, we just we, before COVID, we really did, like less than a month. Um, and I always give Lisa shit about that. She wanted to have her uh, her. North or is it just Northwest premiere or is it... I think so. You might have been U.S. premiere. I don't remember, but we tried to get her to do that or to show it at at, at the film festival earlier this year, but she's like, "Uh, no, I've got I'm committed to another festival, and you know they they don't want me to show it anywhere else first." It's like, all right, then that one got canceled. That, that festival didn't happen. <laughs> It's like, oh wow, you could have shown it to a you know mostly full theater. That's too bad. It's tough luck. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh neat. Okay. So I love that like most people have no idea our relationship with Lisa. No, they they think we're just we're just being assholes yeah. or that she's like a huge bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, they really don't like this lady. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is like... Which is true. We don't. (laughs) 
It's like we've got kind of like a frenemy thing going on if you like you were just enemies and not friends. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a love-hate relationship except without the love. And it's like, it's mainly because we are assholes and she is a and bitch. And she is a bitch. <laughs> but some, for some reason, it just works. It's, it's a hate-hate relationship where we both hate each other, but we still have that relationship. It's like a double negative makes proof positive. Right. I don't know what that means. Oh, proof positive. <laughs> You're just adding extra words in there to make it sound more logical. I add extra words to my sentences uh, all the time to make myself sound more intelligent. More smarter. <laughs> anyway, Graveplot Film Festival. Taylor, where can people go? graveplotfilmfest.com or filmfreeway.com slash graveplotpodcast. Yeah, sir. Hopefully tickets are going to go on sale on Halloween. As we talked about last week, we're still trying to figure out logistics, but... Yeah, we are going all virtual this year. Um, so you'll be able to watch from the comfort of your home. Um, hopefully COVID-free. <laughs> anyway, on with the show. Week of the Zombie. I don't know what I'm going to play right here. I don't know why I stopped. <laughs> I don't know why I stopped talking. Well, I'm, I'm going to put a bumper here, but I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. <laughs> and anyway. now he's going to end up not putting a bumper there. Probably not. <laughs> Taylor, where do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with The Night Eats the World. You made it through everything. You probably thought you'd drop dead peacefully in your sleep. And then... This happens. Is anyone here? Hey! Do you think there's a cure? probably would have said the wrong thing if i didn't have it right in front of me <laughs> the night eats the day again uh, yeah that like, makes so much more sense sounds like a shitty Beatles song it does but it makes sense <laughs> this is a french movie which in in french french it's got the jolly green giants the shitty Beatles. <laughs> shitty Beatles, are they any good they suck, they suck. <laughs> so it's not just a clever name anyway did you hear me say french French? My, my brain couldn't decide if I wanted to say France or French, so I said French. What about French? French? <laughs> like, uh, in in French, 
This is La Nuit a Devorer la Monde. I don't think that's how it's pronounced. That's exactly how it's pronounced. That was perfect. I think it's La Nuit a Devorer la Monde. No. I was right. And my dialect was better. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Note that neither of us speak French. Not a word. <laughs> well, except the words that I just said. Merci, bleu, bleu. <laughs> Uh, this is where the delirium sets in. <laughs> this is when the show gets good. <clears throat> All right. So, The Night Eats the World, 2018 French film, although it's entirely in English. Yeah. Which is strange. Nobody speaks French, which is weird because it takes place in Paris. Yeah. Not only is it a French <laughs> in movie. In Paris. And not only is it a French movie, it takes place in France. Yeah. In French. In, in French. Yeah. In French, where they speak French. <laughs> uh, I'm going to invent a ranch dressing specifically made for fries. And I'm going to call it French. <laughs> Is it just going to be ranch dressing and ketchup? It's just going to be ranch dressing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just got to put a different packaging on it. Okay. So the night eats the world. 2018, directed by Dominique Rocher. Um, stars people I've never seen before. Uh, the lead, uh, Sam, this guy named uh, Anders Danielson Lee, who is Norwegian. So, hmm. but he like he didn't have a, a super discernible accent. Um, his character is Norwegian. I, I can say that much. <clears throat> Anders Danielson Lee is a Norwegian actor, musician, and medical doctor. You know, they always say the Scandinavians are better than us. Hard to argue. <laughs> I'm none of those things. <laughs> I mean, I've been in one movie, but um, yeah, nobody even talks about it. We can't say it, right? Huh? We, we can't say the release date, right? Oh, I don't know. Do, <laughs> do we even know a release date? Yeah. Did Silas actually tell us something? Yeah, he could. Well, I, I, because I asked. Well, sure. He doesn't tell us shit otherwise. Um, probably not. It's probably not our place. All right. Soon, they reach starring your boys coming soon. Let's say, let's say it's probably this month. It's not this month. <laughs> I thought he said it was. No. It's not this month. <laughs> It might be next month. <laughs> might be. Okay, Sam. Uh, this movie starts uh, on, on a night in Gay Paris, um, where Sam, uh, he goes to his ex-girlfriend Franny's, or Fanny's house. <laughs> Fanny. Fanny. <laughs> but. <laughs> or if you're in Britain, vagina. vagina. <laughs> um. Uh, he's a musician, and he he lives in in Paris. He goes to his uh, ex girlfriend Fanny's <coughs> f uh, apartment. Flat, flat. Yeah, do I say flat in French? I, I don't know. I think they, they say probably say like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> le flato, <laughs> apartment. Um. Anyway, so he goes he. Now, the reason he goes to his ex-girlfriend's house 
It's very strange. He goes to get a box, a cardboard box, full of old cassette tapes. <laughs> now, later on, you kind of get an idea why those were so important, but just, right, like, start off. It's like, what the fuck? Go, well, buy, go buy new tapes. Like, she's having this party, and I'm like, these are that important that you have to interrupt her party for yeah. your fucking cassette tapes? Like, you couldn't come in the morning? Right? <laughs> or or earlier in the day? <laughs> or any other day? Yeah. Um... But that turns out to be a blessing in disguise. Be well, sort of, in a way. In a way, De- depends on how you look at it. it I wouldn't guess. have been there otherwise. It might have been better for him. Yeah. Um. So he goes, and he sees Fanny. Um. You know, he's asking for his tapes, and she says, "Okay, well, they're they're in that office because the the party's really loud." And I think he she introduces him to his new girl to his new. To her new boyfriend, he kind of just like walks up and just puts his arm around her and is just like, "Hey, guy, yeah, <laughs> what's going on here, bro? Do we have a problem?" <laughs> um, and da, 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 da. yeah, so um, you know, he's trying to get her attention, and she's you know obviously hosting uh, a party, so she's kind of hard to get a hold of, but. Uh, eventually he's just getting like irritated and agitated and he kind of gets snippy with her new boyfriend. Um, and eventually she just says, okay, you know, there's tapes, they're in the back office. Just go wait there for me. I'll be there in a minute. He goes in there, he finds the box of tapes and, uh, suddenly his nose starts bleeding. Um, and it's like, it's never addressed because it never happens again in the movie. Yeah. Um, but his nose starts bleeding I thought I missed something. Yeah. I was like, did he just do a rail or something? Like what? <laughs> uh, he, um, he gets like some tissue and holds it up to his nose and he kind of sits back in this chair and then he just kind of knocks off. Um, and, uh, you know, you can kind of hear some things going on in the background. You can you hear the music. Commotion. Yeah. Hear a music. kerfuffle, if you will. Sure. Sure. Um, and, uh, then we snap to the next morning, presumably, um, he wakes up and kind of realizes that he just fell asleep in this, in his ex-girlfriend's apartment. Um, and he goes out or he, you know, picks up his box tapes and he's, he leaves the office and right outside in the hall, it looks like a fucking war zone. Yeah. There's blood all over the walls. Um, <laughs> shit on these walls. <laughs> uh yeah, blood blood spatter and, and smears all over the walls. There's, you know, shelves knocked over and just shit all over the place. Not actual shit, just How much shit on these walls? stuff. <laughs> and, you know, he like is just staggered, which is very real, I think. Cuz I feel like in a lot of movies, in a similar situation, characters will, you know, just be like, oh my God, what's going on? Just kind of keep casually walking through this, this this very dangerous looking area. Or they'd be like, I missed a hell of a party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, did somebody empty the keg? Um, anyway, he picks up, a, I don't know, an ashtray or something. Um, just 
something that he can bludgeon with. And, uh, you know, he starts walking through this apartment and it's completely empty. There's nobody inside. And he goes to the front door and, and he looks outside into the stairwell. And sitting there is Fanny and, and an, another guy. Um, and he opens the door. He says, Fanny? And she turns to him. Her face is all fucked up. Yeah, like half her face is missing. <laughs> and she comes charging towards him. He's like, nope. Yeah, he makes a very, a very quick like uh, processing of the situation and slams the door. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's trying to find some way out and he goes, he's looking around the apartment, looking at all the windows and he basically sees the walking dead in the streets below. Um, you know, if things have clearly happened very quickly, um, because it looks like this town has been abandoned for days. Um, and uh, Why is there always paper in the street in these kind of movies? Hey, where's the paper coming from? <laughs> it's like, oh man, the zombie apocalypse happened right after our ticker tape parade. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like some accountant walking down the street with a stack of papers. It's like, oh my God, I got to get home. <gasps> Zombies! Whoa! <laughs> and then the wind just carries them. <laughs> He's just got like eight banker's boxes stacked up in his hands. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so he, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's looking around. He's trying to find somebody c- to communicate with. And he looks to the building across the street. And he sees this family inside their apartment uh, fighting off a zombie. Um, and, uh, he sees them kind of like get out of the apartment and then sees the the dad come out the front door and on the street level gets in their car and he turns on the engine and i don't know if it's like an alarm that goes off or he just starts honking the horn but his family comes charging out and sam's like no no go back inside <laughs> and sure as shit as soon as they uh you know the little girl gets in the car, and the mom tries to get in, and just before she's able to close the door, she gets ambushed by about half a dozen, uh, you know, flesh-eating zombies. Um, and so, uh, and the, the movie kind of progresses. You don't really get, like, a solid idea of how long this movie, is, like, uh, the, the, the time span that it takes place. Um, yeah, Sam's hair and facial hair keeps changing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's long or, you know, kind of shaggy. It's wavy. Well, it's kind of medium length, I guess at the beginning. And he's got a beard. Um, and then at one point he, he appeared, I mean, he's clean shaven and it looks like he must've given himself a haircut or something. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. This scope is hard to keep track of um and i think that's the idea is to kind of create a situation where you don't or even as the viewer you don't know how long um he's he's been in this isolation because he's basically resolved that you know if you look at like the skyline of, of paris you know pr- pr- 
predominant, you know, mostly in like the residential areas, these buildings, some of them are like 200 years old or, or more, 300 even. Um, and they're all just these long buildings that go like an entire city block. And they're all packed in very tightly next to each other. If you've ever played Assassin's Creed... Uh, oh, here we go. Well, <laughs> Assassin's Creed um, Unity, um, you know, that takes place in revolutionary Paris. And things have not changed much since then. So if you get, a, get an idea of how easy it is to kind of jump from building to building, it, buildings are still packed in tight next to each other like that. But this one building he's in just is kind of on its own little island, like too far away from any building on any given side to actually get to it. Yeah. Um, so uh, he just kind of holds up in, in Fanny's apartment. Um, he, um, he starts exploring the building itself, kind of clearing out the zombies that are inside as best he can. Um, he starts collecting up dried goods, you know, canned goods and stuff. And he, he's very pragmatic about his, uh, his survival skills. He starts rationing. Um, and, uh, you know, he creates this kind of rudimentary calendar where he, I don't know if he put stuff on the window or if it was already there, but is there's like some kind of, some kind of like, um, coding on the window that he scratches into to, keep track of days so that's kind of like your only real scope on how long this has been you have to presume it's been you know about a month or so just based on how many days are counted off um but you know over time it's you know he's he's by himself he starts you know talking to himself he's a musician so he kind of feels like this inclination to gather up Basically, whatever he can, and just start making sounds with it. Oh, he's like banging uh, bottles and dropping a sponge or a brush in water, and yeah. <clears throat> um, and there is a drum set in one of the apartments that he feels compelled to play, but it attracts zombies, so he can't play it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know he, he's he's in a. He's on like the second floor of a building, um, and the main entrance of the building is blocked by these big, heavy wooden doors. So he feels more or less pretty safe in this building. Um, and you know, there's a, a zombie Alfred in the in the elevator that he's barricaded in there, and he starts having like heart to heart conversations with this zombie. Um, and yeah, so you, you kind of see just like it, it's very isolationist, it's like the ninety nine point nine percent of the movie takes place in this building. Um, and uh, yeah, and like he and like ninety five percent of it is just Sam. Yeah, uh, and there's very very little dialogue in this. Um, if you put end to end like the 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 runtime of actual dialogue in the movie, fifteen minutes maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too far into the 
the plot details because, like I said, this is a relatively new film. Um, but you just you, it's it's a good kind of representation of being isolated, not even just in like a zombie apocalypse, just in general, um, isolated, alone, and just kind of how you have to try and adapt to keep yourself sane. And maybe sometimes you don't. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know. What do you think? That was boring as shit. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, you, <clears throat> I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, even though you weren't, this wasn't your point, but the zombie aspect of it is pretty secondhand. Like it's, um, it's not really made a, a focal point at any time. It's really just the reason he's isolated. Yeah. It's a, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the movie basically is just about him living in this apartment building by himself and just the things he does to get by day to day and then his his mental state kind of deteriorating over time as he you know faces this eternal loneliness yeah um yeah i mean the zombies are um secondary i i guess i could say um i mean they they do have a, a prominence in in the movie i mean you never forget that they're there yeah um, but you know, interesting thing that I did, I noticed about halfway through the movie was, you know, you get so used to things like a walking dead or, you know, basically any other zombie movie where these zombies, they like hiss and growl. These zombies were silent. Yeah. And another thing about them was they were very clearly like stupid. Like they had no logic about them at all. Because if there was nothing to feed on nearby, they stood there. Like they mm. had no other purpose. They just stood there and twitched. Yeah, it wasn't like they were like shambling around aimlessly. Yeah. Although, I mean, at, at one point, they do just kind of, over the course of maybe like a couple of days or something, they just disappear. So clearly they've gone somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. But for long periods of time they'll just stand there with no other purpose than to feed and if there's nothing to feed on they don't they don't do anything they also clearly only go after humans because at one point there's a cat running around right and they they just completely ignore the cat yeah um so i thought those were interesting choices especially especially the fact that they were silent yeah cuz i've gotten so used to hearing hissing growling zombies groaning yeah groaning yeah brains <laughs> sure <laughs> Uh, so I thought that was, I don't know if that was a conscious choice or, or what, just to kind of stand out from the crowd, but I don't know. It made him more creepy, I think, because there's one point where, well, cause it's like, you know, you think about how many movies or TV shows you've seen where they, they hear them coming, mm -hmm. you know, they'll hear it on the other side of a door, they'll hear groans or something or scratching. And so they know that they're coming, but this one, there's times where he goes into another room and there's suddenly zombies there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's this one point where he's he's exploring apartments just looking for food. Um, and he walks into this kitchen and suddenly through the window, there's a zombie reaching through. And it's like the window's open, but there are bars in front of it. So he's like reaching through the bars. And 
all you can hear is like the rustling of his clothes and a, a chomping of his mouth and like you know the, the kind of like the soggy mouth noises and, and like <laughs> I don't really know new band name soggy mouth noises <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I don't know that that's different I guess there's not much of a score either like a lot of the movie is just silent yeah um yeah, I mean it 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 really did a good job of making you feel like you were you know in it with him, I guess. Um but yeah, like to to your point as a zombie movie, it's not really um what you'd come to expect or really hope for even, I guess. Yeah. I mean, not like don't get me wrong, like I said it's boring as shit, but it's it's mostly just that's the story. Like at I get what they're doing and and it was very well done. It's definitely makes you feel uh, the isolation. It makes you feel the tension, but so much of this movie is just a guy hanging out by himself. Yeah. And that, you know, it's, it's getting good reviews. So obviously I'm on, uh, on an <laughs> Island here, but I, I, um, I just wasn't interested in just watching this guy. Yeah. And so my frame of mind on this is that, it's it's a it's a good movie um it i mean in that it's it's well produced it's well acted um you know the 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 choice the cinematic choices were good um and even the zombie makeup uh, the zombies look awesome yeah especially fanny mhm like Fanny was literally like missing half her face and her eyeball was just like protruding. A lot of zombies had that. That was awesome. Yeah. But you don't see any like anybody getting eat- eaten at any point. True. Yeah. There's no like zombie violence. And yeah. it was, I was like, the zombies look so good. Like, why can't you carry that over into a little <laughs> bit of, you know, some gut ripping? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's no shortage of like gore. Like there's this one zombie who's missing her legs and she's just laying on the sidewalk and like in a pool of blood. Yeah. Like clearly she died there and then reanimated. Um, so, but yeah, like I said, I mean, as a film, it's, it's done well. Yeah, for sure. No, like the, uh, the guy who plays Sam, um, Anders, he, he was able to carry a movie by himself, which is not easy to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like I, you know, we talked about the lack of score and I found that really interesting because to me, when you're watching something and there's no score, it makes it very kind of real because when you're watching, you know, a live stream of something, there's no score. Yeah. So I, I liked the the way that they did that, uh, that they kept the score to a minimum. Uh, I think it really kind of added to the tension. And yeah, like production wise basically flawless movie yeah yeah i mean as a zombie movie though it it did kind of leave some things to be desired um which i I think is is, i think that's more of on a personal level i think a lot of people could get enjoyment out of this without that like i said it's getting good ratings so yeah um so oh wow god we're 41 minutes already (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, like I don't have a fundamental issue with it as a film. 
I do wish it was more of a of a. I'm not saying it has to be like a through and through classic zombie, you know, you know, gory, you know, eating eating people left and right zombie movie. I just kind of wish there was a little more zombie action. Yeah. Um. And I mean, for me, it was just like zombies aside. I just this the story to me was just watching this guy dance around different apartments. I was like, yeah. all right, at some point something needs to happen, and it never really did. It started out very uh, twenty eight days later feeling. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, not just in premise, but just the feel of the film itself. Um, but uh, you know, the fact that he didn't really go anywhere, he didn't. Like, you know, whereas um, Peter, is that his name? Who? In 20 Days Later. Oh, uh, yes, I think so. Well, whatever his name is, the main character, he goes out and he's like exploring London, trying to find other people. Jim. Jim. Well, we're way off. (laughs) Um, But uh, in this, you know, you think that maybe at some point he'll do that and he just, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, Like he does actually set out at one point, but. He comes right back. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Um. I guess I can't really fault it too much on my own expectations. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I think everything about it is great, except I just. Like I said, as as soon as it was over, I was just like, that movie was boring as hell. <laughs> and, you know, that's me. So um, while it's a very well-made movie and they, they told the story they wanted to tell, that story wasn't for me, so I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. I actually meant to say this at some point. This movie, uh, it was clearly made exactly the way that it was meant to be made. Yeah. Like, it, the, there were no missteps they didn't do something that just didn't quite work it was made clearly the exact way that the filmmaker intended to make mm-hmm. it so anyway anyway so uh moving on we're going to be talking about a 2019 canadian horror film called blood quantum planet we're on is so sick of our shit. That's why the dead keep coming back to life. You're immune. I'm not. What if my baby isn't either? It's bad. Ninagasi. I heard that you could cure bites here. Ain't nobody immune here but us. One of them could come in here and infect this entire camp. Behind you. You wanna live? 
says we're immune. Adukja looks at Hummel. Awenda sui luxiko. Okay, so uh, this movie takes place in 1981 on the Red Crow Reservation in Quebec. Great fishing in Quebec. Uh, the fact that it's in 1981, you look away, you miss it. Yeah, it doesn't really like hold any bearing on the movie. It could very well be present day, but then everyone would have cell phones. Uh Oh, you know what? Something else I meant to mention about um, the, the Night Eats the World uh, was the sound mix was terrible. Like, oh? Yeah, it was like the loud parts were too loud, and it like washed out the dialogue, especially at the mm. beginning during the party. The party, definitely, yeah. But I, I kind of thought that was the point. Uh, I mean, maybe, but... It was supposed to be because like, everything was loud and he couldn't hear her... <sighs> I had to turn on the captions because I couldn't make out what they're saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that the sound mix was terrible. I tried because I I have a surround sound system, so I watched on that. Granted, it was only um, stereo sound, but it sounded like ter- like like shit. So I tried just watching it through my TV speakers, and it still sounded awful. So anyway, okay, back to Blood Quantum. All right, uh, nineteen eighty one, Red Crow Reservation. Quebec. Uh, this fisherman... What, the Micmac tribe? <laughs> no. Yes. They aren't the Red Crow tribe? It's the Red Crow Reservation. They're the Micmac tribe. Oh. All right. Well, uh, this fisherman named... Is it Gasigu? Is that, I don't remember them ever saying it. I don't know. <laughs> Let's uh, say yes. Okay. Well, this fisherman, he... Just caught a number of fish, and he's like sitting there gutting them and cleaning them. And as you do, yeah, or as fishermen do, anyways. I don't. I don't do it. I've never. I've, I've been fishing once in my life. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I know it's surprising because I'm from Enumclaw, but <laughs> um, but these fish, who I like, I said he's sitting there slicing them open and ripping their guts out, and then they start flopping around. All willy-nilly. And he's just like, well, that's weird. (laughs) You don't see that every day. And uh, like Cheese was sitting next to me watching, and she's like, that's when I would run. (laughs) I was like, well, I mean, they're fish, but yeah. But yeah, I'd be pretty freaked out. Uh, This fisherman's son, he's the, the sheriff of the reservation. His name is Trailer. And at this... I don't know if it's the same time, but he's, he's responding to a, a call of a dying dog uh, that belongs to his ex-wife. And the guy's like, I don't know, maybe he got into the rat poison that's in the garbage or something. But uh, they have to put the dog down. So for one of those people that doesn't want to see dogs killed in the movie, I mean, this, it's, the context is a little different. It's not like a slasher killing a dog for, uh, you know, to get you emotional. It's a sick dog. And it's not explicit. It's not like it's on screen. That's true. Yeah, it, it does happen off screen. Still still rough. Yeah. Because of the dog. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a play on words. Hey. <laughs> it's a pun. 
It's a callback right there. Uh, but he gets a call from his ex-wife who says that their son has been arrested. And so he, he needs to go to the prison and get him out. So they go to the prison and uh, his, their son, Joseph, and his half-brother, Lysol, <laughs> which was not his real name, right? At one point, he said something about how he left as Charles or something and came back as Lysol. Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't catch that. Well, they're in the, the drunk <clears throat> tank with this other guy who's just not having a good time. He's, He's spilling his, well, not spilling his guts. That's the wrong term. He's spilling his cookies. Tossing his cookies. To- That's the one. Tossing his salad. <laughs> Toss the salad. Or is that something else? That's when you eat butthole. <laughs> I eat ass. <laughs> oh, bother! <clears throat> but no, he's he's vomiting. Is what we're trying to say. <laughs> he's just puking and puking and puking. And by the way, this this is uh, not the jail on the res. This is white man jail. <laughs> it's like it's in in a town, and they they refer to the people, like the white people that live in the next town over, as townies. Yeah, um, as opposed to you know, First Nation people that live on the on the reservation. Right. <clears throat> uh, but so before Trailer heads over to the prison, he tells his dad, you know, take all these weird dead flopping fish, put them in that barrel. I got gas in the back of my car. We'll just burn him up. So he opens the trunk. Fire cleanses all. Opens the back of the trunk, and this dead dog jumps out. So something is wrong. (laughs) Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. (laughs) Uh, So he heads to the jail, goes to pick up um, Joseph and Lysol. And at this moment, the guy who's vomiting... He, they realize he's vomiting blood, which there was already blood on the walls, which I thought was off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's jail, you know. It's, you have low expectations, I guess. Uh, but so they like, you know, they start pounding the door and they're like, let us out. And they open the door and they're like, did you kick that guy's ass? <laughs> they're like, no, he was just vomiting blood. And then he like. And they start tossing a salad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets up and he charges at this guard whose name is Shamu <laughs> and ends up biting him on the chest or yeah. And he bites, he also bites Joseph on the arm. Uh, Joseph goes to the hospital, meets up with his girlfriend, Charlie, you know, his mom is a nurse, so he gets stitched up and everything. Um, uh, his girlfriend is also pregnant. Yes, she is. Pregnant. She knocked up. Yes, sir. Um, that night, we kind of like fast forward to that night. Trailer gets a call. Domestic disturbance uh, from a guy named Shooker. I got the impression this was his brother, but I don't. No, I don't think so. Um, he goes over there and Shooker, who is apparently a, a tweaker, a meth head. He's, you know, telling me she's like she's she's freaking out. I don't know what's going on. She's in there with the baby. 
and trailer just kind of chalks it up as like you know you're you're high you're drunk (laughs) (laughs) now you're on drugs um i don't want to give away that scene so i'll I'll leave that because that's that scene is fucked up (laughs) well i think it's important to say that trailer gets bit yes he goes in and the the um, girlfriend is uh, infected, and so yeah, he gets bit on the shoulder. On his, no, on the hand. On his arm. Was it on the hand? His back of his arm. Oh, I think he gets bit. It's at some point. At he gets some bit point on the hand. On the hand but... Yeah, but uh, so then he, you know, he runs out and he's like, "We gotta go." <laughs> so him and Shooker, like, uh, fuck that white bitch. <laughs> him and Shooker take off. Uh, they get to this bridge which was the bridge that uh, Joseph and Lysol were just when he's driving, he's radioing into his, to his dispatch uh, dispatch. And she's saying that they're getting calls from all over, all over the reservation. Right. Um, And, you know, people are basically describing exactly what just happened. People going crazy, biting people. And she says, you know, so-and-so told me don't get bit. And that's when trailer realizes that he's been bitten so he's like fuck well fuck me (laughs) anyway uh so yeah they get to this bridge which is the bridge where um joseph and lysol were arrested because they got super drunk and started shitting on cars (laughs) and they show this (laughs) they show this old lady like driving and all of a sudden just splat all over her windshield. It's so much it's shit. so much, and it's so just liquidy. Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like drunk shits. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I think they drank a bunch of whiskey and ate chili dogs. I think that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, but so they get there, and there's this ambulance on the bridge, and it turns out that uh, Joss, the, the mom, and Joseph and Charlie stole this ambulance to escape from the hospital because everything was going crazy there. And so, you know, there's this kind of moment on the bridge. The best zombie kill in the entire movie happens on this bridge. The chainsaw. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was so awesome. Yeah. That was unexpected, but awesome. Um, I literally was like, fuck yeah. I don't, I don't know why I said that like Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> um, so now we fast, fast, fast forward. You know, stick with that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Again, my brain was like, do you want to say fast or do you want to say flash? Eh, it's fast. <laughs> Franch. <laughs> we French forward. <laughs> Six months. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is off the rails. We are a mess. <laughs> There's now just been this massive outbreak of of what they're calling Zeds. Don't say that. <laughs> We're not saying the Zed word. <laughs> uh, Lysol is like spray painting this zombie that's chained up in front of this bunker. It's not really a bunker. It's a, it's a wall. Um, Looks like it made of shipping containers. Yeah, but it's like this little makeshift town that these people have made. Uh, I think they put a wall up around the reservation. 
Or at Is least that all it was? As far as I could tell. All right. Well, compound. That's what I was looking for. Ah. Um, was the reservation in, on an island? I don't think so. But it was on the other side of a bridge, for sure. The, yeah. It was definitely on a body of water. But I don't know if it was an island. And for the, I mean, for them, because realistically, you know, reservations typically, at least around here, are are pretty big. Yeah. So to put a entire wall around of shipping containers around the reservation, even one of the smaller ones, like is unfathomable. So I'm wondering if they just put it on like the land side, or like where the bridge is. And then the rest of the reservations on an island, but I, I don't really know. It's, it was kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, yeah, so they've turned the reservation into this compound, and uh, like I said, Lysol and this other uh, this other girl. What was her name? Oh, um, what was her name? Was she Doris? Doris. Um. Anyway, it's Lysol and this other woman, and they're like guarding this compound. And all of a sudden, this group walks up, and it's a man a woman and a child and the man is carrying the child and with them is Joseph and Charlie. So Joseph, despite being bitten six months ago is still alive and seemingly not infected. Uh, the, you know, they, they want to come into the compound white people. Yes. The, the, all the other three people are all white people and Charlie is white. I don't know if we mentioned that. I don't um, think so. But so they, they notice that the girl has been bitten. So they're like, you two can go in, but she can't go in. And the guy was like, well, I heard you can cure bites. And they're like, that's not really how it works. <laughs> so they let this guy in and and this other woman. Yeah, they, it, I mean, just, just to dumb it down, if you haven't already picked up on it for, for whatever reason, the natives cannot be infected. They're either immune. They're immune. To the infection. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was gonna get that to get to that in a second. But, oh, sorry. Um. Yeah. It's like they let them in and they close the door. And on the door it says, "If they're red, they're dead. If they're white, they bite." That was the moment that it clicked on in, in my head. And I was like, "Oh," because trailer also comes out. And I was like, "Wait, how are they still alive?" Right. And then yeah, when they close the door and it <laughs> says that, it clicked in my head that it was like, "Oh, the the native people are all." Uh, immune and only white people can catch this virus or i mean we don't know about other races the, the only two races we see in this are native and white and there's actually one point where the lysol talks about you know what about the brown people mm-hmm. but yeah so the, lysol is convinced that the townies are just eventually going to rise up and take over which i mean they're white people so of course they're <laughs> Um, done it before <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but you know everyone else is like this is our place so we won't let that happen uh 
James was the girl. James? Okay. Um, so, Lysol is kind of half right because eventually uh, some zombies breach the wall and all shit kind of breaks loose. As it does. Yeah. And I think that's about as far as I can get into without starting to give stuff away. Yeah. And yeah, from there, it just turns into a a typical zombie movie. Moving from location to location, trying to stay ahead of the horde. Although they don't really do that. It takes place mostly in the compound. I mean, different locations within the compound. Oh, yes. So this is like the opposite of the last one. This one is gory. There's violence. There's people getting ripped in half. Somebody gets their dick ate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny because I thought this was boring. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it was. It's just I could not stay with it, and I was. I was just waiting for it to end. Oh man, I really liked this. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's like, I seriously thought this movie was like two hours long. No, it's 96 minutes. I know. Um, I think it's because the, the production was, I mean, it's mainly the acting. The acting was just kind of rough. And it's like, that's like really hard for me to to deal with when it's like when if there's like one bad actor in a cast, that's like fine. But if you've got like two or more bad actors and it's just like, oh, this is a struggle to watch. <laughs> um, and they weren't like terrible, not like the worst actors I've seen, but just enough to where it's just like, you know, this is like becoming a chore to watch you perform. <laughs> um, and it's just, that's kind of where I was for a lot of the movie. Um, you know, when it, did that time jump. So the the first half, first part of the movie, um, when the when the things are starting to kind of go to hell, I was I was with it. You know, I kinda liked the way it was going. But then the time jump and everything after that, it was just kinda like I don't know. Hmm. I was just kind of bored. Well, I disagree. Um I didn't think the acting was particularly bad it's not there's not a lot that uh you know nobody's really asked to stretch their wings very much in that department um but i thought the 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 story was very emotional um and i thought that the people did a good job of of portraying that um and you know lysol is kind of the 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 way the story plays out is very Romero esque, um, you know. Clearly, a a political message, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the whole racial thing. I mean, the name of the movie is Blood Quantum, which is like the percentage of your blood that has to be native to be considered for like um, like hockey teams, <laughs> just tribal membership. Yeah. I think. I was just thinking of the the scene in Letter Kenny with the, right. with the Eagles, where they're all <laughs> explaining why they qualify. <laughs> uh, 
Um, scholarships. That's the word that was escaping me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I thought the the zombies, the zombies, I think looked better in uh, Night Eats the Day. But the obviously the zombie violence in this one is is much better. Yeah, no, I mean that. I will definitely give it credit there. The zombie action was much. See, I guess I guess that's what it what it was for me. Like the zombie action, yeah, was leaps and bounds better and more abundant. Um, but the story itself was, I think, was kind of flat for me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I liked the concept. It was an interesting concept, but I don't know. It's, you know, the, the whole thing with like, uh, you know, the, the racial thing and Lysol being like, you know, the, the townies are going to eventually over, overtake us and stuff. Um, it's like, I get it, but at the same time, it, this movie easily could have just not had that mm-hmm. and still been as successful in my mind. Obviously, obviously the writer director, um, same person, I guess, <laughs> Jeff Barnaby. Uh, had a story he wanted to tell, mm-hmm. so obviously he's not going to just take that out because it was he's, his he big... native. I mean, I figure he must be, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, this was only his second feature. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, it felt very Romero-ish in that sense. That obviously there's a very specific message to it and then you also have like the bad bad people mm-hmm. the, the zombies aren't the only uh antagonists in it because you also had lysol and then the the guy moon who he was working with yeah yeah and, they like really the only reason that they got overrun by zombies was because of them mm-hmm. fucking pill heads um that, that part where he was telling the story about getting arrested. Um, he's, he's okay. So I'll tell it. He's <laughs> telling the story about how he met this girl at a strip club and her boyfriend was like all over the strippers and she wanted to get some revenge. So he took her home. He's like, I'm eating her out and she's just gushing. <laughs> and uh, Joseph is like, all right, d- details aren't really necessary, but he's like, um, then, you know, I, get a call that my brother was arrested for fighting. So I go to the jail and as soon as I walk in, I get arrested for fighting. And they're like, well, if you weren't fighting, why is there blood all over your face? <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, and she's just like, what? I'm like, think about what he said earlier in the story. And she's like, Oh, <laughs> I think, I think, and that's never happened to me, but I think that you would be able to know right when you had a mouthful of blood. Yeah, like m- blood has a very distinct taste. Yeah, it tastes like pennies. It's tinny, yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I there were parts of it that are very um claustrophobic. Like one part they get locked in like a hallway, like a very short hallway and the lights are out for part of it. So that I I thought the tension was very well done. Um and like I said the violence is is awesome. There's some really good zombie kills. Somebody gets uh, disemboweled. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it definitely was not shy about the, the zombie action and the, and, the, and the gore. Some dude gets his dick bit off. 
Um, it took me a second. Me too, because like the zombie's holding it, and it kind of like pans around, and you can see them holding it, and I'm just like, "Is that his dick?" <laughs> Sorry, fucking, fucking dick. dick. <laughs> how, how bad do we peek right there? <laughs> well, I've got our mics turned way down. So okay. I, hopefully, it'll be okay. Can you read my watch for me? No. That's your deck. Hide <laughs> <I> out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I, I, um, the end I thought was a little, um, a little goofy. Uh, like, like the, the on the boat. Yeah. Or I mean, goofy. Like, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, not goofy where it was like, oh, that's so silly. Um, but just, I don't know. I thought it was a little little cheesy. All right. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> Different strokes, I guess. I, I I thought it was one of the more uh, emotional scenes. In the I know, movie. it definitely was. But just the, I don't know. the It wasn't the, the scene itself. It was just the the um, events of it. Got it. Um, there was something I I didn't really understand the purpose of it. There were like little s- interspliced segments that oh, were right. animated. Yeah, and I didn't really know what purpose that served. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, like. Well, like, it wasn't bad animation. It didn't, like, derail the story. I just don't really know what the point was. Yeah, was it just like, we don't have the budget for this? Let's just draw it. (laughs) Well, it's not like they were, like, really doing anything that was, like, outrageous. It was more artistic than anything. Yeah. And, like I said, I mean, sure. I mean, films are art, so. Yeah, like, it was cool, but it it was just kind of out of nowhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Especially when it kind of seemed like it was finishing a scene that was happening in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like the there was I think there was three of them, and the first two were yeah kind of uh, segues, and the last one yeah it seemed like it was taking a scene that was happening and was just like oh now here's the end of that but in cartoon form. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Oh, I'll ask you about this after. Okay. Um, anyway. <clears throat> well, uh, you have anything else you want to add? I mean, I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was very entertaining. And, and like I said, it, it felt very much like a Romero movie, except for the the fast zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something about both of these movies. Fast zombies. Fast yeah. zombies. Well, I mean, not like superhumanly fast, but no, but like able to run. Yeah, normal human speed. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine. Wow. Okay. Uh. Yeah, uh, like I said, I mean the the zombie action was was uh was there and I enjoyed that. 
but the this the the plot itself was I don't know. Like I like I said, I like the concept the the idea of just like this kind of natural immunity. Um, I don't know the way the the way the plot played out just wasn't working for me. Um, I guess it felt like it kind of lingered on lingered on things a little too long and and not long enough on others. Um, so, um, I'm gonna give it a five. All right, that's one of our bigger gaps, I think. I think so. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's going to do it for Week of the Zombie, guys. Um, we will be back next week with Week of the Something. Something. Um, if you want to participate in the the choosing, actually, it'll already be done. We can't tell people to go be patrons because they don't have time. They have today. Okay. Unless you're listening to this late. If you're listening to this late, you're too fucking late. Why don't we give them Thursday as well? So you have by the end of the day Thursday to join Patreon and submit your your vote or your it's not really a vote, nomination nomination. Uh, and yeah, after that, you're cut off. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, and yeah, where can people go to do that, Taylor? They can go to patreon.com slash grave plot podcast. Only cost a dollar. Just a dollar. You can give us more. You can give us all, you, you can give us a hundred dollars and I'm going to tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass. That's right. He will do it. I'll make him. I'll make him do it. It was my idea. He'll probably do it. <laughs> I probably don't need to force him, <laughs> but I just want to be involved, you know? I want to feel like I'm doing something to support the team. Um, and yeah. Where else can people find us in the meantime? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, except Spotify. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as graveplotpodcast or on Twitter as grave underscore plot. Cool. And, uh, you know, like we said, this is our seven year anniversary. Um, so I just want to take a minute to, uh, thank all of you guys, uh, new and old listeners, um, for, uh, coming by and checking us out every other week for the most part. Uh, it does mean a lot, um, to have, you know, uh, even the, the minimal fan base that we have, uh, and, you know, for people to come by and give us a chance if they've ever heard us before, um, yeah, we we really appreciate it. Uh, speaking for Taylor, I can only assume. <laughs> Taylor maybe doesn't appreciate it. But... I don't appreciate shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and your life. <laughs> no, I mean we know that we uh, we're we're very niche. <laughs> yeah, we're the only ones who think we're funny. So <laughs> we're niche, and we're we can be polarizing. I think. Yeah. So if you think we're even a little bit funny, um, mad respect. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for, you know, for these seven years. Um, and we look forward to, you know, however longer this this winding road takes us. Yeah? Yeah. Probably like the end of this year. Yeah. We'll be done. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> seven years. This is stupid. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck this fucking shit. <laughs> it's 
hasn't been fun in like six and a half years. <laughs> we got through like like three, four months before I was just done. I just I felt obligated to those like eight people that listen to this. <laughs> All right, guys. So until next week, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. <laughs> <laughs>